0: ask you a question? I don't know. Can you? Scale of one to ten. One being like absolute trash. And ten being life-altering. How would you rate our kiss from last night? we still talking about this? You said it was a mistake. Did I say that?
1: Hello there and welcome to episode 81 of the Xbox Chums podcast. We're bringing it back because we have an Xbox themed episode for you. And who's that saying, oh, yay, oh, yay, in the background? Well, that's the Elvis to my Joanna Dark, John. Who the fuck is Elvis? You <laughs> never played
2: Perfect Dark. No, I haven't. He's an alien. Okay. <laughs> I don't know him. I am not associated with this. <laughs> what? You're
1: an Xbox fan. You, you know all about Xbox. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> because uh, we're going to start the show with talking about some Xbox things. Uh, the first thing is a correction to something I said last week. About Sea of Thieves, the rumor is in fact that it is that they considered bringing it to PlayStation. And yeah. It was, so, so now, so now, what do you think, Mister Switchman? Our, our precious <laughs> our our precious exclusives might be going to the competitors' console.
2: Oh no. <laughs> no! no! I think it's awesome. I mean, you know, Sea of Thieves is a game like we mentioned last week that will only thrive with more players. So. Um, you know, if I was rare and Xbox, yeah, I want, want to keep making money on a, what six year old game at this point. So, yeah. so makes sense. And, uh, I mean, I still think there's a, a higher likelihood that, that switch would receive these, you know, it'll probably be both, but, uh, um, you know, it's, it's only good news, man. You know, I, I it's interesting because like if you were to ask me like would you be mad if god of war went to xbox and like i don't think i'd be mad i might be like a little bummed at first but at the end of the day more more games for more people to play no bad thing sure we 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 are you know in this space uh because we love all opinions and all peoples (laughs) that's that's what the gamer creed is right nick
1: it's true it's true we we all live to just play games and and be kind, especially in <laughs> online uh, multiplayer lobbies. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you know, and
2: especially when you got a game like The Last of Us Two out, you know, it's uh, it only fosters the best kind of responses and best kind of takes from people. Yeah.
1: So, and, and we didn't mention one of the biggest games on Microsoft's side is a multi-platform game. Do you know what game I'm talking about? It's, it always gets forgotten that it's Microsoft owned.
2: I mean, uh, you're one not talking biggest, Minecraft, are you? I am talking okay. Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a big one. It's uh, a little 300 million big.
1: <laughs> Granted, it was you know already multi-platform by the time Microsoft purchased them, but uh, you know they still support it on all platforms. So um, there's get we'll see.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I two years. Xbox is everywhere. I don't I don't think I don't, I would be a betting man to say that within within 2 to 3 years you'll see almost all their games reach everywhere. I think that's pretty clear. The way that they're talking, oh, the all way all their games, huh? I, yeah, I mean, honestly, I well, mean You're changing
1: your tune from last week. Re, am I? Really? You were talking about Switch, but you didn't think PlayStation was even in the discussion.
2: I'd have to listen to what I said last <laughs> week. But I mean, I just the way that their upper management is talking just, you know, from the CEO down to um, Matt Booty to uh, I can't remember, I think he was the chief The COO or something like that, like seemingly mentioning that yeah they're they're thinking about this. I mean, there's proof out there that um, you know they had a version of Halo running on the DS. There's there was talks of bringing the Master Chief Collection to PlayStation back in early in the PS4's time. So they've been flirting with this idea for a long time. And with their backs against the wall, like they've been for the past you know couple years, subscriptions seemingly kind of flattening like they've been. Um, There are only so many lifeboats I think that they have to throw you know here soon. So unless things turn around. Which I don't see being likely at all, considering Starfield didn't really move the needle. You know, when when the Call of Duty games start to hit Game Pass, it will be a big deal. But uh, no, I mean, yeah, I I kind of sure. If I said it last week, I changed my tune. I've I am a one week wiser at this point. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. I wouldn't no. I wouldn't be surprised. Halo and Gears would be the two big crazy ones, but I don't see if you're going to throw everything else any, everywhere else. Why would you keep those two?
1: Right. And again, this is all rumors. Again, until we until one of these are, come fact, you know, like like you mentioned then they'll have a lot of questions to answer as far as the future of their other franchises. but
2: And they're going to answer them directly and clearly, right, Nick? They're not (laughs) going to obfuscate at all, right? No, not at all.
1: Jerks. Uh, And then let's go into the other big Xbox news of the week, and that is a game that is on Game Pass and has blown up all weekend long, and that is Pal World. Mm. Now, this is a... We've seen it before. It is the Pokemon-like survival game. It sold five million copies in its first three days um again it's not on playstation but it is on pc and xbox uh the xbox uh version is missing a lot of features as it seems to be the big complaint hmm. I think you can only have like four people on a server right now as opposed to like 32 on pc oh that sucks and stuff like that so it's a little behind but uh still you know it's a it's a game where you capture pokemon uh you can capture other trainers and pokeballs it's and and they have guns and you can can, force them to do work for you yeah that was the funny (laughs)
2: clip i saw that we both saw it where there's a a pal called depresso of all names and uh yeah he like was put to work mining ore in like a little town that somebody built and he's just like looks dazed and just dead inside (laughs) so it's yeah it's pokemon meant for like teens almost it's 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 interesting
1: yeah it's kind of the right now scratching that itch of a 3d pokemon that uh, you know, Nintendo fans have wanted for a while. And I know Scarlet and Violet kind of scratched that itch, but it's been a minute, so. I
2: mean, this is the tie, man. I, you know, I'm honestly surprised that, you know, we've had our, our Pokemon clones in the past, Digimon, um, Temtem, things like that. But the Pokemon franchise, I would argue, is probably in its, you know, it's, it's, we've been saying this, I feel like for 15, 20 years at this point, but like they're, they're, they don't evolve, uh, every time they come out, they just seem to disappoint. And so, you know, the the time is and right for... millions of copies. And still sell millions of copies, yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, a game like this is proof that, like, this fan base is just wanting a different type of experience, whatever that may be. And, you know, do you need AKs and being able to capture humans and things? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. It's a cool idea. But the fact that, like... I I would have sworn that this was a free to play game based on those numbers. You know mm-hmm. that they're able to sell that many with a thirty dollar price tag. It's not a full price game, but that's still pretty damn good for for a single weekend. And it's
1: on Game Pass, so people are playing it there too. You know on yeah. PC
2: and Xbox. So
1: like, yeah, it's something else. It's the you know the what's what's the last since the what Lethal Company was the last big PC game to set yeah. the world on fire. Um, and yeah, I mean PlayStation's already—they've
2: already come out and said that they're intru- They're trying to actively to get this ported to PlayStation. I think they see like, oh shit, this is a big one. Like we need yeah. this one on our <laughs> yeah. on our platform if we can. So yeah, Pal World might be a you know might be a game that I'm sooning soon having to uh, you know deter my son from playing and be like, yeah, it's like Pokemon. <laughs> it's like yeah, but. I don't want to get into into where this game seems to be able to go.
3: Yeah. Um,
2: would you play it if it came to PlayStation? Not a
1: chance. Yeah, me either. Not a chance. Uh, survival games are, I like. I think I tried Conan, the Conan something Exiles. Yeah. Because it was like a free game. I think and it I was like, just Conan I just, Exiles. Yeah, Conan Exiles. And I was just like, yeah. So this isn't for me. You know, survival punchers, games, as they're called.
2: Yeah, those are one of the, I don't know why, like the most enticing games to me. And then I play them and I don't like, I don't know why. I just always are very social. Yeah, well, I'm not a social guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, you know, Cult of the Lamb was kind of maybe like one of the more recent ones. It's a very survival light experience. Right. But eh, it's just, I don't know. For certain people, Valheim was huge. You know, Son of the Forest was pretty huge. Yeah. So, yeah,
1: uh, definitely a popular genre right now. But, uh, yeah, it boy you're starting off pretty strong we already got uh good video games and crazy news stories I, Dude, this one wasn't even on my radar <laughs> right. like i wasn't even <laughs> thinking about it so
2: sure goes to show what we know
1: yeah it, it, it came out of nowhere so i don't think it has a review yet but I, all the sites are are planning on reviewing it so we'll yeah. see yeah all right let's move on to the sh- how the show works because Right. We got some more Xbox stuff to talk about as that Xbox Developer Direct uh, 24 was uh, last week. And we'll go back to the PlayStation Pals because both of us have checked out The Last of Us Part Two Remastered mm-hmm. and No Return. And then we're going to talk some dredge and finally go over our video game character Battle Royale, which finished its first round last week. So we have some thoughts on that and we can talk about round, round two of round the battle. Fight. All right, so... This is how the show works. John and I can both bring up to three things to talk about. It can be a video game. We're playing a news item, a topic we feel like talking about an email to PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PS or a comment on our YouTube page at PlayStationPals. Any of those things we can bring it and we can talk about it. And as I mentioned, this is the Xbox shows podcast. So of course we got to talk about that Xbox developer direct. Um, How do you feel about the format of these? This is the second one we've gotten. Yeah. Uh, There was no shadow release like Hi-Fi Rush last year, but how do you feel? We'll we'll get into the games, but just sort of the overall presentation. You get kind of a chalkboard uh, screen, and then they kind of bring in a bunch of different developers. So, you know, for example, you know, Oxide Games comes on to talk about ARA History Untold. And there's like seven different developers all uh, commenting on the game. And that goes for every game that was shown here. Uh, how do you feel about this? And if there was a PlayStation version of this, yeah. what would you think of
2: that? Um, I actually do kind of got to give it up to Xbox. I, I like the format. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's very... Uh, it communicates very well. It's not... More than it tries to be. I mean, although they did have the weird little square enix surprise win this one. But I appreciate that they're like, look, these are the four games. We know they're on the horizon. We're going to dive into them. We're going to show you what they're about. Mm -hmm. We're going to have the people who made them talk about it. I will say I feel like there is a kind of a discrepancy between the studios in terms of like the people they put in front of the camera. It's like I think the Hellblade guys I was real into, really believable type people but th- something about the lady who presented a vow just seemed like corporate speak seemed very forced and so mm-hmm. you know there's a little bit of difference when it comes into uh, the people I think they put in front of the camera for it but um,
1: yeah you wonder how scripted it is
2: I'm sure and I'm sure it's mostly scripted they yeah. corporations at Microsoft size don't they don't allow unscripted moments, right? Because then that puts their brand in danger and, mm-hmm. and whatever. So, but you know, it's just yeah. How well can you how well can you talk like a, a regular human? Because that's what I, I kind of remembered a little bit. Is sometimes it's like just talk to me like I'm a normal person. Talk to me right. like I'm just somebody you're just wanting to play your game as opposed to you know being pitched in a boardroom. Is kind of what it felt like sometimes. But overall, I think you know what was it probably about ten minutes a game, 10, 12 minutes and. Yep. You know, nothing overstays its welcome. You get in, you get out, and I would love, I mean, fuck, man, I would love for PlayStation to oh, talk no. about 4Ks that they have making. Are you kidding me? It would be great. So, um, yeah, I, I like it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Me too, and yeah, I think like, like you were saying, as long as they sound genuine when they're talking about the product, which typically developers do when they're not, you know, community managers or PR people, um, and I think for the most part, they, they did. They seem mm-hmm. very uh, genuine uh, about talking about, a, you know, the project they're working on. All right, but let's get into the games. First up, we have Avowed. This is a first-person RPG from Obsidian, the makers of The Outer Worlds, um, Path of Exiles. And this is a game that takes—not uh, Path of Exiles, Pillars of Eternity, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a game that takes place in the Pillars of Eternity franchise. And uh, what we got to see is, we got to see combat, we got to see uh, choices, which is, no, we knew that was coming in an Obsidian game. And uh, yeah, we got to see some more of the environment, some more of the enemies. Uh, John, what did you think? Sure. So, let's
2: <laughs> we'll start with the good, right? Okay. Uh, I think the environments look gorgeous. I think, you know, a lot of the naturalistic, rocky-type terrain was very, very nice. I thought... Uh, it was very pleasing to the eyes, colorful, all that good stuff. Um, I think the dual wielding could be cool. You know, I you know, in a sense that you can kind of play how you want, whether you want a shield, a sword, a gun, a wand, like you know, it, it's dual a, wands, dual wands, whatever. You know, it's it's that's that's a cool concept, um, and I think the key art was amazing. <laughs> you know, like just the artwork that they showed at mm-hmm. the end was really, really, really nice. Um, but I did have a lot of problems with what they showed. Um, first and foremost, the combat just did look very stiff, very, Mm -hmm. very stiff, little to no impact with sword strikes, things like that. Um, the battlefields all felt very arena based where it's just like, okay, we're in this little circle and it seemed kind of bland and, and just, I don't know, there was something off about it. You know, I think if you pay attention to video games like we do, or like a lot of people do, you can kind of just tell sometimes that something doesn't feel right. Um, and I got that feeling a lot with that. Um, I thought the facial animations were very shockingly bad. I don't know where that came from. I mean, <laughs> you know, with as gorgeous as I thought the environments was, and, you know, as you mentioned, playing something like The Last of Us 2 right now, it's like, how can you have face facial animations that look that bad mm-hmm. th- in this day and age? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of the um, moral ambiguity choices, at least what they showed off in the trailer, felt very flat. Didn't yes. feel like anything that, like, I'm... I feel like I would be wrestling with. I would be like, I, I don't care. I don't care if you killed them or not. Just give me, give me the re- the thing for your quest, and let me go <laughs> on with what I'm doing. But I don't know, the main takeaway I think I had of this game is, similarly to uh, the Outer Worlds, which felt like a Fallout. Like a Fallout premise, but scoped down very much so, and I think this is kind of again a game from Obsidian, kind of the same take with Skyrim, where it's just like, hey, we're taking this big, you know, magic and and uh, bears and swords and stuff, but like it's not, you know, uh, really really wide and really really deep. It's more tightened down, and and I gotta say, I'm not really a fan of that kind of thing. Um, So, it's a pass for me. I, I kind of thought when this game was first announced, when we got that cool dungeon trailer that didn't really show off anything of the game. It was just mm-hmm. like a sword and like a dungeon in the background. It's kind of anticipating something a little bit different than this. Um, but, you know, I think it'll be good, not great. It's kind of my, my thoughts on it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm a little worried because uh, this, again, this looks to be walking into the, all the trappings we were afraid of with Starfield. Uh, outdated game design, outdated animation, Sorry, Cyberpunk 2077 is walking all over you, and it's doing a lot of the same things.
2: Baldur's and, Gate with the moral ambiguity side of everything, mm-hmm. yeah, they're getting lapped. Yep, and
1: you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna release with those games out there, and then uh, these games never show well. So I don't want to touch too much on combat because they just don't. They're yeah. not cinematic games. Yeah, you know, again, like The Last of Us, so they're just never gonna show as well as those games do. But uh, even still, the combat just seemed clunky and not interesting. It just felt not interesting. even, yeah. like,
2: you know, like, outside of combat. How is, like, Traverse, is it just, ch- 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 mm-hmm. is like, you're just walking around, like, kind of doing that kind of thing? I don't know, like, yeah, you're right. It feels old. It feels mm-hmm. a little old. Like, I can't imagine, you know, and it could very easily be proven wrong, but it doesn't seem like mounts are a thing. It doesn't seem like, you know, um, you can explore the levels very in-depth. Right. It, it seems just kind of... If you play The Outer Worlds, it seems exactly like that, quite honestly. Yeah,
1: and it felt like a game. I know all these games they showed are supposed to be coming this year. This game did not look like it's ready to, to come out, but maybe uh, I maybe think it I is. Think I might feel like about a couple
2: of these ones. So. <laughs> maybe, maybe it
1: is. Uh, and again, Obsidian is known for their storytelling, and I think what you mentioned, the, the story that they chose to highlight in which you had to discern whether a guy ran from a battle or not. Just it just didn't come off very well, <laughs> like, right? And and
2: yeah, but you know, to your credit or to your what you just said, the benefit of the doubt. Obsidian is legendary, honestly, with some of their narrative stuff. Fallout New Vegas is often regarded as the best Fallout game out there. Um, you know, people who did like the Outer Worlds thought the writing was really well, and even something like working on a did they do Stick of Truth or Fractured Butthole. uh the
1: first the first
2: one i think they did the first one as well and like that game was great too and i'm sure they didn't do much of the writing there but uh it is a team with talent and you know teams change over and talent leaves and moves on so are we getting the same obsidian as the past i don't know but i'm not ready to write it off entirely i just think it has uh it still has to impress people It, it hasn't done that yet
1: yeah it had a poor showing I think, overall, with all the issues we just mentioned. And I, I went back and looked at the trailer from last year, and that looked like a much better game than the, that mm. was shown uh, in this direct. So Liars. We'll we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving on, we got to uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2.
2: Can I just stop? That name makes me so mad. <laughs> it's not... It, the first one wasn't Senua's Sacrifice, Hellblade. It was Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Why did you switch it? It's dumb. Anyway, yes. continue. Yes. <laughs> uh, th- we got
1: the most details out of any game coming out uh, in this Direct, uh, coming out this year. As this one got a release date, it's coming May 21st. It is a $50 game. It's digital only, and it'll be around the length of the first game. So John can speak on that more as he completed it. But... Uh, it's a game that continues, you know, we talked about Xbox games we want on PlayStation a few weeks ago and I think this is one of them for me. I, it looks really really pretty mm-hmm. and you know, an 8-hour story is probably it's probably perfect. But it is weird that this one of the first times we saw this game was it us fighting that giant giant thing and it was like this huge like cinematic giant battlefield and we have not seen that since and what we saw here was a lot of close-up shots a lot of walking granted it's gorgeous it is one of the prettiest looking games I've ever seen but uh it was light on showing what the game actually played like
2: right and that's been my biggest question since the outset of this um you know as somebody who beat the first game I thought it was one of the more unique video game experiences I've ever had all the credit in the world to the audio team that you know made that game and it looks like they're continuing obviously down the same path as that but my biggest concern man is 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 it going to be more in-depth combat because the first one was very much one-on-one you're super close to Senwa. The enemy's super close to you. There's no, you know, reading enemy. It's just, all you're doing is like, you know, he's going to kind of overhead slash you. You block in time of single attack. You do that a couple times and you're going to defeat an enemy. You're never taking on multiple people. You're never using abilities. You're never switching weapons. You know, it's it's very straightforward in that way. And so, yeah, after seeing the giant trailer, I was like, oh, okay. Are they, are they going to kind of address that? And it doesn't really look like they are. And I'm not saying that's a detriment to the game, you know, it, it's, there's a, a lot to love about a game that's focused and that has, you know, an idea about the experience it wants to present, but I don't know, I just, I was hoping that they would flesh that out a little bit more, and, and I, I would bet at, at after seeing this last trailer, that giant scene is just a cinematic, like, I can't imagine you're fighting that thing, at least with what they've shown to us, because it 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 does look the same, but echo everything you say graphically incredible um the audio tech that they were talking about you know where it's not only the um crap by bi- binaural I think is the word mm-hmm. where it's you know sound all around you is not just the voices in your head but like the I think they said the uh ability they have the ability to make every single noise in that game binaural so um yeah I I I think I would boot up my my Game Pass subscription to at least check this one out. Yeah. Again, I, I agree with the six to eight hours experience. That's perfect for for busy people like us. Um, but I don't think this is Xbox's answer to God of War or any of those kind of games, which is fine. It doesn't have to be.
1: No, no.
2: Um, but
1: uh, yeah, that's interesting you just said that. What? what? <laughs> that has to be the answer to God of War. It is something that Xbox is missing, right? If, if we saw what Hi-Fi Rush. Last year, but like third-person action games, you know, and mm-hmm. this is one of them. Um, but I guess we'll see.
2: It's hard, man. It's it's. You know, I am an Xbox chum, so you know, <laughs> I, I feel like I have the right to speak on this. But I just haven't seen it in such a long time, where Microsoft can prove that they can make games of that highest level. I just, you know, it, it and it's this is this a Microsoft game? Not really because, you know, this was in development before they even purchased Ninja Theory or anything like that. But it just, I don't know, where's that one game that that goes, oh my god, like it just doesn't exist. And playing through The Last of Us right now, not to jump ahead and we'll get there. But like, and they famously said, I think when this game came out, be like, we make nothing like this. We make nothing that's even close to this quality. And so you kind of almost think they would want to position Hellblade 2 to be something like, Give them the resources they need. I think Ninja Theory is only like 120, 140 people. It's a small team, mm-hmm. but figure out a way to maybe make it a little bit more robust of experience, or you know, or if Ninja Theory is just like, no man, like hands off. This is what we want to make, and Microsoft <laughs> respects that. I and I totally respect that too. But um, don't go into this thinking it's going to be some sort of high high action octane, you know, right, kind of right, ride. It's right. it's going to be psychological and all sorts of crazy crazy bananas. Yeah. But yeah. I'll
1: looks looks really good. Yeah. All right. Next up, we as you as you mentioned, we a uh, company snuck in, and we we kind of got leaked that another there would be a fifth game, so that was exciting, but uh, I'm a little disappointed. It ended up being Visions of Mana from Square Enix. Uh, this will be the first time a mana game is on an Xbox platform, so that's kind of a big deal. Um, they showed. A lot of a big look at this action RPG, which is rumored to be coming out this summer, uh, with a big focus on monster design and rideable mounts. They were really focused on showing the cute uh, dog that's mixed with a uh, pangolin. Yeah, pangolin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> which is very adorable. It, it is, is a great character. Yeah. Uh, but what did you think, John? Is this moving the needle at all for you? This?
2: No, I think Visions of Mana has. You know, it's gonna be a good looking. It's a good game, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm more confused just on why this was here. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I think it's I think it's cool to try and broaden your appeal and to you know bring in different um, studios or, or developers that you know aren't typically in your ecosystem. But I don't know, man. As as what we know about the Xbox ecosystem, we know that they don't sell in Japan at all, like at all. Mm-hmm. So that's almost a negligible type area. We know that most people who buy them in the United States, you know, it's it's like a Call of Duty kind of Gears of War Halo, not a JRPG machine really at all. And Square Enix is releasing arguably the biggest game of the year on PlayStation next month. So it's really hard to look at this and not just see it be like, Hey, you know, we got Square Enix games over here as well, but, like, they couldn't, they couldn't pull anything bigger than that. You know, Visions of Modern, like I said, I'm sure it's going to be a great game. It's, it's a series that has had over, I don't know, probably 20, 30 entries dating back to 1991. That was kind of a cool part of the presentation as they really outlined the history of this series. But I just can't imagine anybody, anybody who has only an Xbox who is now going to be like, yeah, I'm in. Like, you're, you're, you're going to either be in or you're not and if you are it's going to be a switch game or honestly more people play jrpgs than anywhere else on playstation that's where they play them yeah. so i don't quite understand the logic <laughs> but
1: all well, they got to play ball i guess they got to, they got to try and show that
2: uh, maybe this will all end up being a game
1: pass game
2: or I, like- i'm sure it will and and they have been, you know trying to get persona games in there and really push but yeah, again, it doesn't seem like they're making any headway with their recent pushes. And I can't imagine that this one will take any traction at all. Like, I'd be very curious to see uh, the Vision of Mana sales on, <laughs> you know, on all the platforms after it comes out. And granted, you know, Game Pass will, will fuck that whole thing up, but... It did know. not announce for Game Pass. It, it didn't, 20. but I dude, I, I would be shocked if, like, part of that wasn't, like... right. In that deal be like okay right. you can come yeah we'll show, we'll highlight your game but you're bringing it to game pass yeah. i don't know game look cool though i don't know you know it's colorful i've never played a mana game I, i've never played a single one
1: <laughs> i don't i don't think i have either yeah. and i don't know there's just something about this one that's not as eye-catching to me as as the, all the other jrpgs that are coming out this year I
2: just, yeah I, well you know and i love i love action rpgs i you know that's probably my f- favorite kind of rpg so you know having those elements was cool but like there was just some weird choices like you know, I I don't know if it stuck out to you as much as it did to me, but like those couple sections where it, it was almost like platforming, where he had to collect like three little orange globs, mm-hmm. and it just was like <laughs> this seems like a PS2 gimmick type thing. Like, what is what is the purpose of? This? Is it a currency? Is it why is it just floating in the air there? It mm-hmm. it just felt like a weird, um, I don't know. It almost made it seem a little more budget than I thought it was, just based on the graphics and everything. I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so, so, something seems off about the game to me but I'm, I'm sure i'm i'm in the minority there yeah so all right next up we have eris history untold this is a 4x game made by x for access developers uh for Axis being uh, the makers of xcom and civilization and midnight suns they're a big deal yeah yeah a big deal and uh this is kind of this is a PC only game, so it's not on console at all. So I really don't have much to add to it. I don't know. Other than it, looked, it looked it looked fairly solid, the, it, the developers yeah. seemed pretty earnest and great, and told a story about how what was it? Uh, mountain lions were cougars. killing cougars, were killing their villages, and it was a bug they had to fix. And um, yeah, I, I I really don't have much to say. Uh, but if you're you know on PC Game Pass, it's a game to look out for.
2: Yeah, too much thought. I don't like games like like you really have to plan, 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 yeah. plan, plan, plan. Um, but you know, I, yeah, it looks good. I think people who enjoy those kind of games would definitely have a lot to, a lot to like there. But I will say like. I don't know. It's all—it's weird to me. It's—it's it's like the same people who buy Madden every year. It's like, what is that game giving you that Civ Six isn't? Like, I'm sure there's many answers to that question, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't seem like much. It's like, you know, yeah. it's just like, why, 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 bother with this one when you can do this one? Or I don't know.
1: Oh, well, it's always nice to have a competitor, right? City Skylines, The Sim City, you know that. Uh, yeah. Is kind of taking a genre a lot of people like that. The the original publisher, Electronic Arts, or in this case, Two uh, K, are not haven't touched in a minute just oh. always
2: seems like there's a dominant version of that genre, though. Because, like, yeah, Silly yeah. Skylines is great, but, like, you know, SimCity is, is SimCity. Rollercoaster Tycoon was such a dominant in that space, and, like, I can't think of any competitors. It just, you know, Civ seemed to be the only There's more than you than you know. <laughs> For sure, but that's kind of my point, is that, like, why aren't they more well-known? Like, I just... What I'm trying to say is I think this game might also... Unfortunately, be subject to the whole. It comes out, and then within six months, nobody's dealing with it at all. I don't know. Yeah,
1: I don't know. It's. I mean, it's their first game, so yeah. we'll see.
2: Yeah, but uh,
1: all right, we're 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 on to the last game, the big game, and that is Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, shown by Machine Games. Uh, it is a first person game. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a lot of whip. There whip. <laughs> Uh, we have an Indiana Jones that certainly looks and sounds like Harrison Ford, but we find out later that it is in fact, Troy Baker doing his best Harrison Ford impression.
2: So, so after the trailer, Nick comes up to me and he goes, Oh, so we already do know who's voicing him. Cause we were both like, is that Harrison? That's a really good Harrison. And he goes, do you know who's doing it? And I just jokingly go, what is it, Troy Baker? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs>
1: yes, uh, Troy Baker, uh, again, speaking of The Last of Us, you know, the voice actor for Joel. So, you know, we, we like him a lot, and we have him. Um, Best in the business. We biz. still think he is uh, the voice of the other character in Grand Theft Auto 6 as well. Mm. But uh, what we got is, again, yeah, it's a first-person game. Uh, first person shooting and then when you're doing any kind of like traversal or movement it moves to a third person camera so if you're climbing up a wall or you're swinging across a gap uh, it'll move to a third person perspective and it looks very cinematic Uh, it ended on him jumping from plane to plane Um, what do you think John
2: I need to see more yes Um, is kind of my my takeaway I think Uh, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. You know, when I think of the greatest action adventures, movies and stories, he immediately pops to my head. So, you know, don't, don't think that I'm an indie hater, but I don't know. I, I, first off, I, I don't like the first person nature. You know, if I were to have my, if I were to choose, I think Indy works so much better as a third person, you know, his hat's iconic as, you know, seeing his whip on his, on his belt. Like, I just think there's a lot more that could add to that. Um, and I don't think I'm sold on the whip mechanic yet either. You know, mm. they mentioned in the direct that like, oh, who doesn't want to use a whip? Everybody loves a whip. It's so iconic. And it's just like, sure. And I'm, but how can I do more than just grab a person, launch them towards me and punch them in the face? Like, you know, it's, it seems like it's going to be less of a weapon and more of just kind of like this um, accessory kind of thing. And that doesn't excite me. Um, you know, it seemed definitely slower paced, you know, lots of mm-hmm. sneaking, lots of kind of reading guard routes and things like that which isn't inherently my type of jam per se so you know take what i say with a grain of salt but i need to see more i need to see some more big set moments some you know because like there was a shot where he's in the back of a plane shooting i was like that looks great like that looks pretty cool um him skulking around in like temple of the doom looking like mine area pretty cool but i don't know I, i i i don't quite know how to feel about it yet and i and i would be surprised if this game hits this year. Like I, I just I, <laughs> I I would be surprised if they get all of these out this year. You know they sure. they they did that last year or two years ago when they're like oh all these games are coming out in the next twenty four next twelve months and like many of them didn't. So um, I don't know. I don't know. What about what about you, man? I know you're a big indie fan as well.
1: Oh, I I, I appreciate the movies. Uh, not enjoyed, I think, any content beyond the original trilogy of movies.
2: Which is funny because those are the only three that they showed in the trailer. <laughs> so, so I agree, by the way. So
1: well, I, I like the character. I think I think he is he's he's great and interesting. But I mean, beat by beat, we've been through these kind of stories before. So I think the challenge here, um, especially with. Todd Howard involved which I don't don't know if that's good or bad that's bad (laughs) is uh how are you going to tell a unique indie story that's not going to hit the same beats that we've seen before with him and Nazis I mean that's I think that is going to be very hard uh because they came to they they seem to keep relying on it and uh as we as you mentioned last week uh you know with the Indiana Jones movie that came out last year that it, it it didn't didn't do well, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. So I, I think there's a lot of challenge there. Um, the only reason I'm kind of hopeful is because it's machine games, and right. I like Wolfenstein and Wolfenstein Two, the new Colossus. But I also wonder how much they're gonna get to do with indie, as far as will the game be as violent as those games were? It
2: can't be. Yeah. That's, well, that's what I'm be. thinking
1: about. Like, yeah. uh, will there be a heavy eff- less of an emphasis on shooting and more on the whip? And the skulking around, and it's if you want to play it as like a, a typical first person shooter, um, it's typically not going to be like that. You won't have the opportunity, yeah. You know, or there'll be there'll be reasons like either you'll have, you know, only so much ammo on you, so you can only you know it'll get you out of a pickle, but then you're out of ammo, and then you're playing the rest of the game. So, yeah, I think there's a lot to be said, but uh, yeah,
2: machine, machine games it's, it's, it's a weird one because like yeah, Wolfenstein one and two were awesome. Nine out of ten games were awesome.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But Youngblood was bad. I never played it, but I heard it was bad. Uh, they had like a VR cyber That's pilot thing that was supposed to be real like I'm looking at that right <laughs> now. This is
1: kind of the Bethesda. Yeah, and i just I'm right like hoping last...
2: we're not going down another red like it I, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like all these fall, things kind of get you know, they never are how good as good as we want them to be and I just, I, I, I just sniff, I'm sniffing it, I'm smelling it. I just I feel like, you know, there's gonna be a little bit of, of, of something about this one too that's just not quite what we want. And, you know, going back to kind of the challenges that they have, like, I also wonder how much of Indiana Jones is just the charm of fucking Harrison Ford. Like, it's a big part. I, I watch those movies and like, that guy is so fucking cool dude he's he's just like I, every every boy growing up I feel like wanted to be Harrison Ford like he's, he's 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 handsome he's smart he's funny he's you know he gets all the girls he does all the cool shit and you can put that into a video game very easily and Troy Baker is a dude that can channel that if he needs to but you know does the whole package come together like like we need it to and I don't know we'll see
1: yeah yeah and again it's I mean it's early in the year you know, obviously Xbox will probably have some kind of showcase in in this in the summer, and we're going to see all these games again.
2: <laughs> Show me a boss fight in Indiana Jones. I want to <laughs> yeah. see what what does that look like. Is it just the plane sequence? Is that like the quote unquote boss fight? Or I don't know.
1: There was a there was a, a gameplay. There guy. was a huge dude that uh, wanted to fight Indy in that trailer. So
2: okay, explain to me how that
1: could be fun. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's going to be the challenge. Yeah. All right. So before we move on. I'm going to put this question in front of you, John. Hmm. I know you mentioned you don't think all these games will come out, but let's just say Microsoft isn't lying. They are all coming out this year. <laughs> like no, we're lying intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If this is Xbox's first party out- output for the year, yeah. is this a good year for them?
2: <laughs> it's the, I mean, it, on, on paper, absolutely. On paper, mm-hmm. do the games hit well? You know, because if we get another couple red falls in there, one even one, then it's like, then you start to, every time that happens, you start to doubt a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And um, so, yeah, I, you know, if, if indie comes out and it's an 85, and if, if um, Hellblade comes out and it improves everything upon the original, then I think just with those two games alone, you'd have a successful year. And if Avowed was like a middling, you know, 75 to 80, that's a great year for Xbox, especially considering their past fifteen years. But <laughs> you're still not getting a game of the year contender. Probably, maybe Hellblade. You know, Hellblade probably could could get there. Um, and you still, you know, I still need to see the quality. So that's yeah. kind of where I I land on that.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah. Like I think you said it perfectly. On paper, you're saying you know, for, uh, four uh, first party games coming out, and I'm gonna we're gonna remove Eris History Untold. Let's yeah. say three. First party games, if they all hit, yeah. then yeah, that's a good year. And, and one if,
2: from the makers of Wolfenstein, the other from the makers of Fallout New Vegas, and the other one from the makers of Hellblade. Like that's a good, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, on paper.
1: And and to be honest, there's a chance any of them could be game of the year uh, contenders. We'll just we just don't know. It's yep. a, this year is still a mystery as far as the other two big console makers are. But yeah, uh, again release dates seem to be the biggest issue with Xbox. We got one. So hopefully, you know, as the year progresses, they'll, they'll plant some more flags and more of these games will flush out the year and actually come out as you mentioned. So, sure. All right. Now, John, you can take off your Xbox hat, take off your Xbox t-shirt. You can put it on your PlayStation hat, put on your PlayStation t-shirt because it's time to talk about, you know, I'm
2: going to put on the last of a shirt you got me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Look for the light. Um,
2: he's a a loss for words yeah 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 yeah. so fucking put a little fungal fungal thing in his brain over the weekend
1: we're it's going to be spoiler free we are going to talk about the dlc mode no return but i i we definitely have to talk you know a it's number two on our top 50 games of all time yes it is uh there's a lot of history with this game uh last time we played it I had just met John. (laughs) and It was the first game we actually got to talk about together. And another thing is it came out during a pandemic last time and in the midst of all the leaks. So there was a lot of different other outside factors uh, coming into the game when you were playing it, you know, June of uh, 2020. But now we're in, you know, it's January 2024. How are you feeling about the game right now,
2: John? Uh, Well... (laughs) I want to start with what you texted me, if that's okay with you. Oh, yeah. So Nick texted me uh, yesterday morning. He says, quote, unquote, there is no game like this, no game that makes me feel like this, no game that makes me want to hate it and love it, a game I cannot describe and give it the due it deserves, a perfect marriage of gameplay and storytelling. Why did I wait so long to replay it? Mm-hmm. And I've never felt so confident to have this game <laughs> at our number two slot. I, when, I, when we put it there originally, I was like, eh. I don't know if it deserves it, but unequivocally, unequivocally, it does. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, you know. I've from from the character work, the voice acting, the attention to detail, the emotional impact, the shockingly good gameplay that you know has a lot of variety mm. to it. It really is just in you know the, our number one game was um, A Link to the Past, right? It's an old game. So I can confidently say I think this is the pinnacle that video games have reached. <laughs> and, um, you know, and at least on a narrative, you know, standpoint, like you know, of a cinematic experience with with nuanced characters and a f- and a fleshed out story, I don't think it gets better than this. And I'll go as far as to say I think anybody who kind of struggles with the story in this game, you know, you, you're you're either missing something or you're prejudiced. <laughs> it's one of the two cuz it is just a masterclass. In so many different ways. Sure, is there a little pacing? Maybe, I could, I could, I could see an argument for that. You know, we spent a lot of time. Well, I can't. I don't want to get into any spoilers. Um, it's <laughs> We're just, gonna do a bonus. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it's just, you know, I'm just gonna give one example uh, before I kick it back over to you. Nick is, is I you know, I'm intentionally taking a lot of time with this game. You know, I I want to, I'm not going for the platinum because I don't want to do the guide thing. I want to be there. I want to absorb it. Um, And I was walking through Jackson when you kind of first get into Jackson and just scoping, you know, trying to take in the sites and really paying attention to all the different signs on the buildings, what all this stuff is, what people are doing. And it's like, yeah, dude, like it's, this realized crazy town, and I see over in the corner there's a sign that says Jackson Daycare, and I'm so like, oh, let me go, let me just go check out that. And I get over to the building, and right, immediately right out front there's like a, a adult person with like a little tiny baby, like a little like one and a half year old. 3d model baby that's like walking around he's like wobbling side to side exactly (laughs) how babies do it jumps into its arms he holds it you know affectionately like you would with a baby and then i go over to the window and there's a full-fledged class happening with like a teacher showing a storybook kids sitting on the floor watching you know some kid over in the corner picking his nose another kid like it's just like it 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 feels like the developers just are so selfless and like, we want to, we want to do this for you here. Here's all this amazing stuff. If you see it, great. If you don't, whatever. And it's just full of that. Yeah. From the, top to bottom.
1: One of the best things it does is the environmental storytelling that you get throughout the world with, with the letters that tell a story, the the artifacts that you pick up, uh, and just the environment in general. If you, if you're paying attention, there is stuff there. It is telling an, another story on top of this amazing narrative that you're getting, Uh, throughout its world. And I think, yeah, there's just not a single part of this world not touched by somebody and put probably too much thought into, honestly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, we we did a long time ago on the show, we ranked the developers for PlayStation. It just reconfirmed, like, Insomniac is the workhorse. Naughty Dog is the top tier talent. They Mm. are just unmatched with that, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And so, yeah, again, just... You know, playing through this, I had to f- remind myself, oh, I have to play No Return for the podcast because I was just getting sucked in. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, we yeah. talked with the casting, like, oh, I don't remember Jesse too much. And then he's on screen and you're just like, oh, this character is really good too.
3: Yeah. Like- dude,
2: Dina, Dina, I was like, I don't know why. I just, when I would think about The Last of Us 2, it was just Ellie Abbey, Ellie Abbey, Ellie Abbey. And I just, yeah, forget completely how much she is such a part of Ellie's experience in this game. Um, yeah, Jesse being another one, um, you know, I, I can't wait to get to the second half to spend time with some other characters that I'm sure I forgot a lot of moments about with. Mm -hmm. So,
1: yeah. And just playing through it now, the second time is like, you pick up on a lot more and and especially like, again, in the faces, like there's just my God.
3: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So...
2: Yeah, I was just the perfect marriage of voice acting to character too. and uh, you know, that's hard to say in hindsight, you know, it's like, oh cool, of course you're, you're used to Ashley Johnson being Ellie, but like she's just so perfect in it and and Shannon Woodward is so good as Dina and of course Troy as Joel and all that stuff. Like, it's just I don't know, man. Like I was playing it over the weekend and I was just I kept just <laughs> I don't know. You, you have these experience. Everybody has these experience with the games where you just kind of can't believe what you are doing, and and it's a it's one of these.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's every wave of emotion: uh, fear, uh, happiness, sadness, Lots depression. Of sadness. <laughs> Lots of sadness. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is so good, and that's and you know leading us into no return. As we've mentioned when we talk about the game, like this is the best game Naughty Dog has ever made from a gameplay standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's just so fun. The shooting feels really good. The upgrades feel like they matter. And the way you can, each environment, there's a thousand ways you can tackle it. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time I played through the game, I was stealth. And now I'm just going through being a murder machine. And just it feels really good to do both, you know? So um, it's just, yeah, it's again. It's a I I'm assuming most of our listeners know. It's a third-person shooter, uh limited ammo survival game like Resident Evil, like other games. It is uh, more of a
2: horror game than people give it credit for, I think. Oh yeah. Like it's it's, it's <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, I just had this moment where there I, I Jesse and Ellie were walking by like a a parking garage and I and it's optional like Oh, he's like, oh yeah, we go this way. But you look over there, and you can all you can hear is the the clickers, man. Mm-hmm. It's like, do I want to go in there and clear it out? I'm like, <laughs> there's probably some good loot in there.
2: It actually reminds me of uh, I was playing last night, and uh, you know, I suspended my PlayStation earlier in the day, came back to it or whatever, put on my headphones, uh, booted up the PlayStation, and I I, I paused it at the worst plot, and there was just clickers and um, what do they call? They're not bloaters, they're not clickers, they're like the in between almost. It starts with an S.
1: Well, there's stalkers and then there's. Are you talking about the ones that release gas? Yeah.
2: Whatever those are called. But yeah. there's a bunch of those around. And so I just turn it on and I go,
3: ah! in my headphones. And I went, ah, and,
2: my, and Kylie, my wife's like, what is wrong with you? So I just take the headphones off, put them on her, and she goes, ah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. That's another you know, with with the updates that this game you know received with the PlayStation, it's not monumental by any means, but you know the three D audio is is amazing. The the haptics feel really good. Um, all that stuff is is very well done as well.
1: Yeah. So again, yeah, we'll we'll be revisiting this game, and because God, do I want to talk about it so badly?
3: <laughs> yeah, un, un
2: un un unfettered and. Yeah, I'm happy, you know, it'll be it'll be fun because, you know, nemesis of the show, Jake, I think he's going it through it the, for the first time right now, right, which is mm-hmm. exciting, and um, I know Will is playing it as well, um, you know, yeah, Jesse, Mark, right in, you know, if you guys are, are planning on Check This Out, if you are right now, obviously. Well, Jesse
1: played it last year, remember, it was in his top five. It's true. Play it again, Jesse.
2: <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, lots and lots to, lots to talk about.
1: Yeah, definitely, and again we don't know when we'll get to it but we will do a bonus episode just talking about it all we have to
2: i think it'll be earlier than i don't know i I know i'm the linchpin when it comes to this so uh, i'll do my best folks
1: all right well so let's get on to the the roguelike mode you know we already saw this with another release god of war ragnarok but now it's naughty dog and the last of us parts 2's turn to do its own roguelike and kind of What you do is you kind of pick your path along a picture board. Mm -hmm. You'll see what kind of upgrades you'll get, what kind of loot you'll get, what kind of enemies you'll face. Unless it's a mystery square, then you don't know what's going to happen. And then there'll be like. Those are the fun ones. There'll be optional uh, gambits. And as you play, you unlock more things that you can do, more characters. There's, I think, 10 playable characters for
2: this. Yeah, it's a lot.
1: Um, Yeah, so again, you take the great combat and then you apply it to this. What did you think, John? I guess what modes did you get, what levels did you get to play?
2: Uh, Assault. Yeah, Assault is
1: like a wave-based where they don't know where you are, and then you have to go and uh, remove them. And then Hunted is they know where you are and are chasing you around. I Uh, was like, I can't remember the name of the (laughs) one. uh, I wish I played more of No Return, so I got to see more or at least finish a run. But uh, yeah, it seemed to be just those two modes I got
2: yeah i actually looked this up earlier so there's there's four total modes um and those are the two you start off with you unlock another mode after you've done five runs and then you unlock another one after you've done seven okay uh capture is the one you unlock with seven which is basically there's enemies guarding a safe filled with valuables and there's a timer and once the timer expires it locks and so you can kind of try and clear everybody out or stealth your way around to unlock it um and then the other mode is called holdout Um, which is you and an ally will be attacked by a swarm of infected. Use the supplies in the area to set up your defense. You will fail the encounter if your ally is killed. Okay. So those are the other modes.
1: Yeah, and you do see that on the picture board as well. Some of the levels, you'll have a friend with you, Mm. uh, another character in the game. So you'll have two people with you, which they don't provide much (laughs) typically.
2: They don't, but I will say there's a couple moments where it's like, Okay, I got a couple guys, and I'll go stealth one, and then Dina's like, I got the other, and just takes them. I'm like, oh, thanks, Dina. Yeah. And so, you know, in the main game, not not so. I haven't really experienced that in No Return yet.
1: Um, yeah. So you do this, and then in, again, in between rounds, you're able to go to a store to buy uh, new weapons, uh, more loot if you need it, and then you have your workbench mechanic where you can, you know, upgrade your weapons. And so, in you start the game with one weapon. And then as you complete runs, you could buy more weapons and you'll eventually get to your usual arsenal for that character. Um, and then each character has kind of different bonuses. Uh, I know as Abby, I would heal when I meleeed a character. Yeah. So. Um,
2: yeah, I know Tommy. Tommy has like a custom sniper rifle, but he can't dodge. Like that's like oh, his thing. It was just like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's they did a good job with, with um, making each character feel feel unique. Yeah, thus far. I, that could be completely different after 10.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they, yeah, then they just place you in different locations in the game. Um, I had a few interesting modifiers. I, had, I was being hunted by infected, and when I killed them, they dropped pipe bombs, which actually worked out because they would take out more of them, right. especially when they're all chasing me. Just don't melee them. And then I did assault where there were tripwires everywhere, and that turned into... Wackiness, especially when you're trying to run away or you're just walking around while you hear an explosion because one of them triggered it. Um, it was fun. Yeah. It's just I want to beat the main
3: game. <laughs>
2: yeah, and that's that's kind of my takeaway with No Return is you know, I'm I'm happy I'm playing the main game in tandem with it because I don't think it's enough to get me to want to boot up The Last of Us and just do that. Right. Part of the reason right. Valhalla was extra special to me was the closure of that character, the closure of. You know, the, the epilogue that you get with Kratos and um, this doesn't really have that, which it wasn't intending to. But without that, it does feel like there's not much of a reason, you know, because like I got to imagine when I'm done with the main game after 25 hours or whatever it takes, like there's, you know, I'll, I'll do a run or two and probably call it good.
3: Right. right. I don't think
2: there's much reason to, to stick around with it, but it's well done. It's you know, it's all mm-hmm. it's got everything we like about the the main game combat wise in there. It's just, you know. To what end?
1: Right, right, and there are so many games to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you finish this game, you're gonna want to move on. Yeah, but it, it is a mode I I will check out more, and if I have if I if I see anything interesting, uh, bring it back. But it, it I mean it's a nice addition to again a game that pretty much just had new game pluses. Its mm-hmm. uh, selling point is replayability, you know. So again. Yeah, you finish Works.
2: this game and you're not really itching to get back into it. No, <laughs>
1: After some encounters, I'm, I'm not in the mood to get yeah. back into it. I'm like, I'm done. Have you Have you
2: had, you said you haven't finished a run, so you haven't fight, faced a boss yet? No, okay. I have not. I gotta just imagine like getting through the end of a run and be like, oh, fuck, it's a rat king. Yeah. Because <laughs> like you don't know, I think. I think it's based on, kind of based on like the character you pick and some other variables as to which one you'll get, but which which boss. I think if, I saw some people saying that they missed an opportunity where if you play as Joel, you have an opportunity to have Abby as the final boss. I was like, oh God. <laughs> so, yeah, see that's fun. Yeah. <laughs>
1: but uh yeah, a ton of unlockables. Every every run you get complete challenges and there's a new set of trophies for this and everything. So <clears throat> gosh, I'm I'm sick I'm sick of being sick. You're
2: falling apart, dude. Yeah, dude. I'm the same. I've had this weird sinus headache for like a week now. <laughs> and I don't know what to do. <laughs>
1: Eventually it'll just go away. Your yeah, body yeah, will fight it off. Yep.
2: Just <laughs> ignore it. Ignore it. It's gonna be fine. <laughs> Hope it's not brain cancer. So uh
1: so yeah, I, I really don't have much to say other than fucking play this game. For yeah. fuck's sake. If you if you haven't played it, I just please do. It's- I
2: mean it's you know, if if you have if you played it on PS4, the ten dollars is absolutely worth it. If you yeah, if you've never played it, fifty dollars is a steal. Uh, I guarantee you, it will be one of the most emotional narrative experiences you will ever have, uh, unless if you just hate these characters. Like I guess that's possible. Um, you know, if you didn't really dig Joel and Ellie in the first one, don't play this. But mm-hmm. other than that, man, it's it's a masterclass in so many different ways. Um,
1: have you looked at the extras at all? Mm-mm. So uh, the quick story is when I loaded in my PS4 save from the cloud. Uh, it didn't remember that I had beaten the game. Same
2: here. I didn't meant to tell you. Oh. My my save was like four minutes in. I'm like, oh, cool. That's weird. Yeah, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's great.
1: I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, like, I didn't... I don't know. I haven't seen, like, the lost levels, or I really want to watch this documentary that's supposed to be in it called The uh, Grounded 2, and I can't find it at all, so I'm wondering if it, like, because there's spoilers in there, it doesn't unlock until I beat the game. So... That's kind of a bummer.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, like you said, though, it's like I was going to play the game again anyway. So right. Like, whatever. But right. yeah, it was uh thanks PS cloud saving. Maybe I let my shit lapse in the wrong month. I don't I don't know. I don't know what it would be. Or maybe yeah. I just went through and deleted some saves because I was like, oh, I don't need any of this shit. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: COVID times. Who knows? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: Everything was different. So uh, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to continue. I'm definitely planning on beating it. Definitely plan on yeah. checking out some of the extras, and I definitely want to bring the, the <coughs> documentary because I hear it's very good uh, to the show as well.
2: Um, Is, uh, can this qualify for Game of the Year? <laughs> not, not in the Game
1: Awards, probably. Mm, no, no. Yeah, not the
2: Game Awards. But for our Game of the Year, I bet you I, could you,
1: you can, if you, okay. if you, feel, if you feel strong. Yeah, well,
2: it'll probably <laughs> be... Uh, this would actually be number one, but... Yeah, honorable mention.
1: Yeah. All right, so let's move on. Uh, John said this would be a short one. He was wrong.
2: Yeah, fuck me.
1: (laughs) We never do short podcasts here on PlayStation (laughs) Pals. All right. So I'm going to bring another game that I've been playing. It is called Dredge. This is from Black Salt Games and Team 17. Uh, It came out March of last year, currently at an 82 on Open Critic, As I mentioned last last week, it was nominated for Best Indie Game and Best Debut Indie Game, but lost both categories to Sea of Stars and Cocoon, so unfortunately it is not an award-winning game, but it was on sale, it looked chill, I wanted to check it out, (laughs) and
2: basically... This is Xbox Chums, it's chill, bro.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It is a a fishing game, but uh, with a twist. Uh, There are some dark things happening, there's some mysteries happening. Uh, as you fish, you'll get really bizarre-looking fish, some Eldritch horror-looking fish, and uh, you go from town to town, kind of doing, doing quest, getting more fish, upgrading your boat. It's kind of it's kind of the the, the loop of the game, and uh, you don't want to be caught out at night because then your paranoia starts going crazy and weird things start happening. Uh, so you always want to be you know near near harbor. Uh, but there's also unique fish that come out at night, so there's kind of this push-pull, and uh,
2: uh, the old night mechanic in any yeah. <laughs> game—it's more dangerous and um, weird.
1: And also, as mentioned last week, like managing your inventory is a big part of it. Um, again, you can only carry so much on your ship, and especially the initial version of your ship, uh, you'll get upgrades along the way. But uh, yeah, it's it's a chill game. It's got a unique art style. The world is kind of simple and interesting a bunch of weird characters, and you're always wondering, what's really going on yeah, here? Right. right. Every,
2: everybody, you know, I played the demo. Everybody seemed shady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just something, there's a guy
1: that wants you to collect mysterious artifacts. Um, yeah, because you're also, you know, dredging up, you know, random loot and crafting materials and stuff like that. It's it's an interesting game. It's definitely a good palate cleanser because it's, it's not twitchy. You know, right. you're, just, right. you're just driving around and then hopefully you don't hit anything because you do take damage and then have to fix it. But, uh, yeah, for the most part, you're just driving around. You find the fishing spots are just clear on your map and you fish and you upgrade your equipment. I have a trawler now, so I can just, as I'm driving, I'm collecting fish in a giant net that drags behind me. Sweet. And, uh, yeah, it's, I wish The Last of Us Part 2 didn't take me away from it,
2: but, yeah. you know, that's, that's that what is happened. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, moment to moment, right, like, is there any, like, is there anything besides just like, okay, you see the little bubbles in the water, right, you drive your ship over mm-hmm. there, you fish, then you just, you just go to more yeah, bubbles, and you just kind of keep doing that? Pretty much, and okay.
1: yep, you want to upgrade your ship, and like I said, you'll get unique quests to do unique things, like, you'll, you'll, you'll get, like, kind of, speaking of a Link of the Past, you'll unlock more abilities, like, you'll get dynamite, and now you can blow up and pass. Uh, unlock shortcuts and get to new okay. areas. That's so cool. there's stuff like that. Like, again, I'm probably six hours in, and I hear it's about twice as long, and I think 20 hours for the Platinum. So, I don't know. It's 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 good so far. I'm having a good time with it.
2: Doesn't sound like it's any Dave the Diver, though. No, no, the not Dave the Diver. <laughs> but they have a collaboration, so. They do. Yeah, which I was kind of bummed, because, like, you know, I love Dave the Diver, downloaded the collab because it was free and then it's just like uh, like i couldn't find anywhere how to activate it. i'm like where do, where do i go for this stuff <laughs> and apparently all it is is like at random nights and intervals like the moon turns red or something and mm-hmm. then it's like weird creatures and i'm like that's really cool but like can i just play that part? right don't want to fish six more times but yeah we're good so
1: yeah i just wanted to give my initial impressions and then as if if i find the time to complete it but games are coming sounds like
2: a good playstation portal game
1: it would be a very good PlayStation Portal game or even just uh, on the remote app. Yeah. You know, it's it's chill like that. So, uh, it's chill. so I'll bring it back for sure. When I when I complete it, I'll I'll review it fully. Cool. I, I imagine some it's only going to get weirder. I have a feeling.
2: Yeah. If you're not catching Cthulhu at some point, I mean, right. you know, what, are we do, what are we doing this for? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. It has, and I know it has multiple endings. So that's. So something interesting has to happen. Yeah. You become Cthulhu. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) All right. right. Yeah.
2: Moving on. Yep.
1: Final topic, John.
2: All right. So as we previously discussed and, and spent the last couple months doing together, we've wrapped up round one of the PlayStation Pals Battle Royale. So we're getting ready to start round two. So uh, before we kind of get into what we'll be doing for round two, just kind of want to give a quick little recap. So I'm just going to go through the list of our combatants, Nick, here again, just so everybody has kind of fresh in their mind <laughs> who will be fighting. So moving on into round two, we have Cal Kestis, From Star Wars Jedi Survivor and Jedi Fallen Order. Zagreus from Hades. Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Geralt of Rivia from The Witcher series. Sam Fisher from The Splinter Cell series. My boy Kratos from God of War. Dante from Devil May Cry. Solid Snake from Metal Gear Solid. Monokuma from Dangit and Rampa. Shovel Knight from the aptly named Shovel Knight. Fox McCloud from Star Fox. 2B from Nier Automata. Batman from any Batman game, really. Richter Belmont from The Castlevania series. Joker not to be confused with Joker, but Joker from Persona. Link from the Zelda series. Ratchet from Ratchet & Clank. Clive Rossfield from Final Fantasy 16, Ezio DeFled fl- 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 from the Assassin's Creed franchise. Spyro the Dragon from Spyro. Ellie from The Last of Us. Crash Bandicoot from the iconic Crash Bandicoot series. Doomguy from Doom. Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Rayman from Rayman. Sonic from Sonic. Big Daddy and Little Sister from Bioshock. Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat. And Aloy from the Horizon zero dawn franchise so that's our list of combatants who made it you missed one i did
1: Who? last one
2: aloy (laughs) oh right the one that just and nick and i did do an off-camera coin flip for the isaac clark versus help me out here because i'm going off my head cole mcgrath um they tied and the coin flip proved that isaac clark killed cole mcgrath so ooh, yes so isaac clark moving on as well um Couple little fun facts here. After tailing the entire entire season, uh, I personally finished with 14 victories. Nick finished. I'm sorry, 15 victories. Yep. Nick finished with 13 victories. Uh, 71 total votes for me. 63 total votes for Nick. So honestly, pretty close the whole way through, which was pretty awesome. Um, little fun facts. I had three zeros. Nick had six zeros. Crash Bandicoot received the most votes of any one character with six uh, over Master Chief, which we had nine votes that week. So everybody listening, please give us nine votes every week. That, that was awesome. <laughs> like uh, I said, I don't
1: know what about the hashtags. That one got the most views, most action. I mean, all.
2: it's something I didn't really even think of. Like, those are the two... Play- like, that is... Crash Bandicoot, even though he's owned by Xbox now, that's the PlayStation character, right? Right. And Master Chief is the Xbox character. So, like, you're mm-hmm. going to generate some just inherent uh, right. rivalries there, but... Um, Yeah, so that's kind of the the results from round uh, round one. So uh, as we've kind of talked about, Nick and I didn't want to just do another round of this person versus this person, me and him talk about nonsense for a minute. Um, So we're trying to think of different ways to do it. And so what we've come up with is that during round two we will be having a sort of Pokemon-style battle, right, where we bring three attacks, or they could be a defense, right? You know, sometimes Mm -hmm. in Pokemon you have stun or some weird shit right? uh, that are kind of tailored for that fight against the other person. So, you know, obviously, if if you had Sonic, you could do a Spin Dash, or if you had Pikachu, you could do a Thunderbolt, or whatever the case may be. But we're going to kind of tailor it that way to just kind of get a little more... uh, you know, less, less foo-foo-y where we kind of embellish and do things and really just kind of have these things fight each other and see what happens. Um, so that's kind of the long and short of it. Nick, did I miss anything? Is there anything you would like to add in?
1: No, no. I, that, that sounds perfect to me. Like, again, this has been, been very fun. It took three months to do. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah, we're, we're about halfway, almost. dude. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, obviously uh, the rounds will go quicker, but Buckle up. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were talking yeah, other uh, fighters to go.
2: Other things we could do. You know, I mentioned to Nick, maybe we dress up as the characters and we actually fight each other, <laughs> but he wasn't down with that. So uh, yeah. at, listeners of the show, guys, you know, we're planning on doing, we want to do something different for round three too. So if you have any thoughts, any ideas, anything you think would be fun, ways to keep engaging, fun, blah, 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 lighthearted, let us know. Um, you know, we are just two dumb guys that come up with stupid ideas every once in a while. And <laughs> Uh, you know I know there's other fellow stupid people listening to this show so uh let us know but uh you ready to see who you're going to get for the first round here Nick
1: Uh before we, before we do that mm. um who's your favorite going forward
2: like who do I who would I put my money on
1: Yeah if you're if you're the man money who do you who would you say
2: Well <laughs> Kratos is really hard I feel like to overcome mm-hmm. um based on his Dying a couple times and it not seeming to matter, and his strength, and his godhood.
1: And his popularity. And his popularity.
2: (laughs) Um, Batman could be some sort of sneaky, sneaky. Yeah. Zagreus is kind of godlike.
1: Well, yeah, I I do like Zagreus too, but again, when I think of popularity... Mm-hmm. You know, I know we love Hades 2B. here, but
2: to mm, be <laughs> I would be so happy if to be one. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd probably go Kratos, <laughs> you know, just okay. just I know that's the easy answer. He is the Vegas favorite, probably.
1: Yeah, I, I'm thinking Solid Snake's up there, too. Sure. And, and Dante's no slouch as
2: well. Well, looking at all those like versus wiki battle things, right? I You know, another one that's like high. I think he's the highest ranked on this list, weirdly enough, is Joker. Um, <laughs> so, you know, having the ability to just have other people fight for him, you know, it's pretty, right. pretty badass. So, yeah, I'd probably, I'd, but I'd probably go with Kratos. If I were to say. Okay. Yeah. Although I hope it's not because he won the um, fantasy uh, the franchise. The character, or no. That's franchise. He, yeah, battle. the franchise madness. Um so I don't I wouldn't really like to see him win again even though you know everybody knows how much I love God of War, but um
1: who is to be like your number one like if, if 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 you just who do you just want to win? Is it just 2B?
2: Yeah. My my final my dream final would be probably two B versus Agrius, probably. <laughs> okay. If I if I had to pick. Of course. Wait, who do you got? Geralt versus yeah, it'd be Solid Geralt
1: Snake. Solid Snake, yeah. Yeah, I know yeah. you like
2: a fucking book.
3: <laughs>
2: All right. Well, let's see who we got. All right. All
1: right. Yeah, who's gonna get to represent
2: those fighters? So, are we
1: doing two? Is that the plan? Yeah. Yeah. We we can't drag this okay. up <laughs> like otherwise it'll right. take forever. All
2: right. So uh, two again. Do you want to maintain your first firstness? Well, for
1: round two, I'll go. I'll go second.
2: You'll go second. All right. If you get two B, you son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. For me. Crash Bandicoots. <laughs> Round one winner, Crash Bandicoots. Good. Yeah, you that's
1: uh, already someone you didn't have to argue for last time. It's true.
2: Versus Nathan Drake, the two <laughs> PlayStation iconic <laughs> franchise franchise characters. They were uh, in the
1: same game together.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yes they were. and then for our second matchup Kratos.
1: <laughs> oh no. Please don't be too big,
2: please don't be too big. Please don't be too Monacuma. <laughs> oh, well, there's an L. Well, right we'll away. see. <laughs> yeah, that, good luck with that one, bud. <laughs> <All>
1: <laughs> I right. got
2: Kratos last time, too, didn't I? You did. Yep. Yep. And I think and, you got Monokuma last. No, you no got, I did. You got I, Monokuma. Yeah. Yep, so. All right. So there's round first matchup for round two. All right.
1: Exciting, exciting stuff. So that is something to look forward to next week when it returns. All right, John. I don't want you to mention Tears of the Kingdom anymore. You're not allowed to tease it. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. Um well, is there anything to tease? That's that's the question. Like obviously we're going to play The Last of Us, but we're going to be our hands are tied to talk about it. So, hopefully we can we can think of some topics or there's some some news. There'll be reviews uh Infinite Wealth yeah. and Tekken 8 will will have um yeah, out. They might, might see Suicide even, Squad
2: reviews. We might see Persona scores. Persona three. Yep. Yeah. Reload. And that's yeah. Well, I th- I think you know I think we should we should bring maybe our fantasy picks. We can oh, maybe yeah. talk yeah, about we that can. next week. And you know, obviously. Yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, Nick and I and some other some other friends. Uh, you know, some friends that listen to the show, we did our annual video game pick list so we can read out our list, see what you guys think, see if you guys have any uh, opinions on who will win. I'm feeling pretty good this year. I got to say, I'm feeling we'll pretty see. good about my picks. We'll see, bud. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, we can talk about that. Um, yeah, I'm still playing Tears of the Kingdom, but you forbid me, so I will stop there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, you know, I don't know, man. Is there,
1: is there a chance? Just anything Shadow there or dreamt
2: there's a chance yeah i mean dude i keep seeing coming up little, on
1: its uh, second anniversary
2: i keep seeing these weird little articles that are like it's closer than you think oh they're gonna have their there's assets well, or they just put this so uh, they updated oh, this yeah, on the Steam update oh yeah i got an They just do this people they just went crazy. Do the soundtrack's just leaking so it's like maybe because uh, you know it it doesn't need a marketing schedule and dlcs usually don't dlcs usually are pretty pretty quick to 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 the jump so hopefully nothing gets in my way of beating tears of the kingdom but you know last of us 2 is fucking me hard with that but feels good to be fucked sometimes (laughs) oh no I'm playing last of us 2 and tears of the kingdom at the same time (laughs) what was what was me
1: yeah it does seem feel like it is a catch up on your backlog not that uh, last of us part 2 is a backlog game but it kind of feels like a backlog game because it is older
2: yeah but but it's hmm. if you guys didn't understand us the last hour and a half it's really good you should go play it (laughs) if you didn't get that that message
1: yeah, it is, and I think our, our song has something to do with it today, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. So riding out uh, the show here, um, super special moment. It's actually missable in the game, so make sure you're 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 scoping out your corners and stuff. And there actually is a really nice mechanic that I, I like to use. Maybe some people think this isn't a purest thing, but there's like this kind of beacon you can pulse to like just show you where items are at in the game, which is really really nice. So, um, but there's a moment where you kind of. Uh, I'm just gonna spoil this part because <laughs> I mean it's not really sp- it's optional. Guitar it's just, playing is part of the game. It is part of the game. Ellie Ellie finds a guitar and she she sings a song for Dina, uh, "Take on Me" by Aha, uh, and it's it's just it's it's just another one of those really good moments uh, in the yeah, in the movie good character moment or in the movie. It feels like a movie. <laughs> yeah, good character moment. So. Um, I guess you could say this is Take On Me by Ashley Johnson.
1: Yeah. I suppose. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a
2: great pick.
1: All right. Well that's it. You know, stay tuned next week. More character battle royales. Some more topics and
2: I need to get an Ashley Johnson signature somewhere.
1: Yeah. Maybe one day she'll, she'll on come to our area. Yeah. sign my ass, Ellie. <laughs> She's very busy with Critical Role and all that stuff. I'd love to be in that friend group. Laura Bailey and uh, Matt Mercer. Gosh, we voice act and we're like best friends.
3: That's great. Life's good. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right.
1: On that note, again, we will be back next week with up uh, up to six things. It will be a normal PlayStation Pals podcast. Thanks for listening.
3: It's goodbye.
1: Later. In a
0: day Needless to say, I'm out and an in-